You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Welcome back. This is the two amigos. My name is Carter Melrose, and we are a part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcasting banner. Hi, Jorge. Welcome back. Hey, Carter. Uh, listen, let's just get this out of the way. Quick disclaimer. We lost a bet, a bet to Vince last week, so I just have to say, go Bills. <laughs> I'm going to go throw up now. And this is so dumb. This, show. this is so dumb, Jorge. Can I, can I ask you one thing uh, just for the, the audience members? Okay, so yeah. we were on the show together with Vince, and he's a Bills yeah. fan last week, and we all predicted that the Bills would win, and then yeah. for some reason, you still took a dumb bet like this. I, well, I'm going to tell you why, okay? okay? Let me just tell you why. Um, look, I thought we were going to lose, but it was going to be close and Dolphins are gonna, we're going to put a, you know, a, a nice showing out there. And then I could be on the show and be like, yeah, go bills, but you won't know what we'll get you next time. And we'll get you back <laughs> at the end of the season. And yeah. yeah, it's, um, doesn't look that way. 35 to zero says differently. And then I had to put my bills. I had to put my Twitter photo on, uh, we uh, both did. Okay. We both the bills did. logo. Yeah. Yeah. We both did. Yes. Yeah, sh- it's just stop complaining. Okay. I, I've got to warn our audience that Carter's in a really bad mood today for some reason. I it's lost one of those days for 7,000 so. followers. That's the bills photo. Yeah. You never had seven. And now I'm at 89 K. I was at 96 at the moment and now I lost seven. Okay. Oh, less so. than a thousand followers. Don't you? Yeah, I do. I used to have a good Twitter account. I want to say this right now for the people listening. I used to have a good Twitter account. that had like 1500 and then I got locked out of it and then I had to restart. But who cares? The the next thing I want to say before we start all this uh, two amigos uh, diddle daddle is that I put out a poll on Twitter of what jersey I should get for the Dolphins. I get one every single year. Last year, I got two. uh, uh, You know, that makes sense. So now I have 14 jerseys. Uh, the 15th one, I put out a poll. I said, Miles Gaskin, X, uh, Waddle, Gesicki, and everyone chose for wait, me to- Wait, 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 did I see this poll? This poll never happened. Yes, there was a poll, but you just never check my, you never check my timeline. You don't get, get because I would, have told, I would have told you that the best one wasn't on your list. It was Javon Holland. Oh, okay. That would have, well, that's a little biased after last week. That's a little biased. After we, he has a play. He didn't play amazing in the first game, did he? He played, he's, he's like the best graded rookie throughout two weeks. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe he's playing really well. I, I just, I, uh, okay. Well, my point here is. <laughs> Maybe maybe that is a good pick. I everyone told me to get Waddle basically because they said that's the safest jersey. But then I ignored everybody and I got an X jersey and it comes tomorrow in the mail. That's I don't a give good, a, that's a good that's a good get though. I don't care. I just like X. I know we've even said in on the show in the past that we'd like to trade him, but I don't want to trade him anymore. I am very yeah, against he's playing really him. well. He's playing really well. He really is, and he is our only good player. Uh, well, actually, him. He's and not. Javon he's Holland. not. All right. He's not our only good player. All right. Let's go, not not go there. I mean, the Dolphins have a bunch of talent, and you know, at, at this point, yeah. uh, I feel inclined to do something that I hate doing, and I'm gonna put this L on flow. You know, gonna... I'm a huge fan. fan oh yeah, I'm a huge fan of, of Coach Flores, but you know, I just the team was unprepared. I think the the coaching is questionable on the offense right now. And I don't think it's a good idea to have such a young offense with coaches that are so inexperienced. You're going to put it on, uh, on Flores. Yeah. You would never do that. I'm, I'm doing it this time. 
and you're not going to put it on AJ Epinesa breaking the ribs of our starting quarterback. You're not going to put it on him not playing all game. No, I'm not going to put it on. I'm going to put it on on Coach Flores's decision to go with such an experienced and experienced coaching staff on the off on the off season. I think it could still pay out, you know, in the middle to long term. But right now, I I, I see it as a, as a bet. Okay, I mean, we're going to pause right there because we're going to talk a little bit about the Patriots game in uh, just a second. But I wanted to do a uh, run through our headlines real quick in Dolphins Nation. The first one we got is that Fuller is back. Will Fuller is back from whatever happened last week. I don't even know. Uh, what do you think that does for us? I think it's, look, I think obviously having a, a player of, of Fuller's caliber is, is great for the team and for the offense. It opens up so many options. Um, but I'm concerned about his, his level of chemistry with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, right now, and honestly, I'm concerned about our offense's ability to actually execute the offense that they're drawing up with the offensive line that we have right now. Okay, so you don't think it's going to do much, is your point? I, I, no, I think it's going to do a lot of things. I'm just not sure if we're going to be able to take advantage of that given the offensive line that we have. Yeah, you're. You, that's a good point. <laughs> like, the, the best route that both Waddle and in Fuller run uh, I, I guess maybe you would you would say Waddle runs pretty great slants too, but uh, the go route is not I- existent if you can't block long enough for him to get downfield. I guess is that your point, right? Yeah, that's that's my point. And I mean, the Bills basically took away this slant last week, and I'm pretty sure the Raiders are going to copy off that. And I mean, I've, I I noticed that you've avoided going and and talking about defensive line right now in your questions, but I think we need to address it, Carter. I think that's the biggest. What, do, spot, uh, what am I avoiding right now? Talking about the offensive line. I'm not avoiding it. Yes, you are. You're just like in denial. You just don't want to go there because, you know, it's painful. It is not painful. It's not like a breakup or anything like that. It's it's not painful for me, but it is something I guess we do need to talk about. And that's the, the other headline I even had was O-line is being shook up. And a lot of people are saying Solomon Kinley might be the first to to, to hit the bench. Yeah, and that's that's surprising because I think that while he has been unimpressive, a lot of I mean, especially the guy the place next to him has been you know right down horrible the first two weeks, and and Jesse Davies also played an awful game last week, and I know there's a a group of Dolphins fans that love Jesse Davis, and uh, I just I just don't get it. I think you right have now. to I think you have to be an idiot though, and this is one thing that I disagree with everyone on Twitter about is you have to be an idiot. To give up on your first round pick, I think. He, Look, I, 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 I agree. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. But I also think that if he's not ready to play right now, then there's no shame in just benching him, getting him ready. And look, I, obviously this is hindsight 2020, but even before the season began, I was a bit worried about Austin Jackson just based on his, his social media activity, just talking about USC, USC this, USC that throughout the whole summer. And I, I still think he, and this is a problem with players out of USC. Um, everyone remembers Matt Leinart, where they still think they're the big guy on campus and don't realize that this is a job. And given how young he is, I'm just worried about his maturity level and actually taking this seriously and preparing throughout the offseason as he should have. Then obviously he had that COVID issue in week one. Um, but let's be honest. I mean, Liam Eichenberg looked way better than he did you know, last week. Okay, and, and I agree, and I think the the idea in the coach's head right now is we have to change something. We have to change something, and we're not going to take 
the leader of our offensive line off the offensive line, which is Jesse Davis. And we're but also, hold on a, one second, he, one second. And we're also not going to take our first rounder out of the game in really what you could call his rookie year because but, last wait, year wait, was so weird. No, wait, hold on. Okay, so I disagree with you here. And, and it's great because the first couple of weeks we were just like agreeing so much. Uh, yeah, everything. we were gelling. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, here's the thing. I think right now the best offensive line that Dolphins could actually put out there is um, Liam Eichenberg at left tackle. I'm not sure if Duval uh, at left guard, maybe Jesse Davis there, Michael Dieter at center, then Robert Jones at right guard and Robert Hunt at right tackle. I think it'd be too much of a shakeup. I, I agree. I think, and I think that's the issue, right? You cannot change so much, but talent wise, I think that's the best line right now. Why? Because both tackles have just been outmatched in the first couple of games. I mean, the, the hit that Tua took was 100% on Jesse Davis. Yeah. Right? 100%. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was. All right. I, I and it know. was ridiculous. You were, I was watching the game and I was yelling at, at the TV, but basically, Jacob Brissett had no time. He was just like scrambling for his life. And look, he's not a, a, a quick quarterback, right? I mean, he, he looks a bit heavy. He's strong and, and he's big. But he's not fast, and he was just like scrambling for for dear life. And um, if we don't get this offensive line fixed, and I trust it's going to get fixed, then the, the season is over. I mean, if if you cannot execute, if you have less than two seconds per play to get rid of the ball, and they're taking away your slants, and your running backs can't do anything on their on their own, then the the, the season is over. If our offensive line, uh, if our left tackle, I think it was our left tackle, uh, if it was Jackson who allowed nine pressures, if they, he allows nine pressures in every single game, of course, uh, he, we're, the season's over. But I don't think that these offensive linemen, knock on wood, will ever have a game as bad as they had versus the Bills. There's no Look, way. There's no way. Carter, you know me. I'm Mr. Optimism. I'm Mr. Positivity around here. I'm concerned, man. I, I'm just... You know, and I think that's why this loss hurts so much more than, you know, week 17 last year where they put 50 up on us. It did not hurt more. Yes, it did. I'm going to tell you why. Because we were all hopeful. We had high expectations coming into the game, coming into the season. And we had just, you know, beat New England at Foxborough. We thought, you know, it's going to be a close week two game, maybe one and one. But, you know, it's going to we're going to show progress. And we didn't. I mean, the team didn't show up ready to play. Um, there were so many issues that, you know, make me think that there's something going on beneath the surface, just bubbling there. Um, I'm not sure if, if it's the ownership and upper management just trying to get their way with the roster. I don't know what's going on, but the team didn't look ready for, to play in probably the biggest game that they had since that rebuild began three years ago. I can't believe you said that the, the loss this week Hurts more than the week 17 loss. Yeah, because we, I can't you, you, believe Yeah, it. because you had more expectations. It's, you know, it's one of those things where you're so hopeful and, and so full of optimism and expectation for the future. And then you just come out flat. I couldn't find a Dolphin fan in the entire planet that picked the Dolphins over the Bills. I, know, I couldn't but, pick a single no, one. Yeah, but no one expected that 35 nothing thrashing either. No, that's true. But uh, we, Did it didn't I mean, feel like a 35 to nothing crushing. No, it, it felt like 60 like to nothing because our offense couldn't get anything going at all. And then when they did, yeah, when they did, yeah, you know, Devante Parker had the drop. Uh, it, it was it just happened. It all happened in the same drive, right? We were down by 14. The Dolphins are moving the ball. Devante Parker has that drop in the end zone. 
which it was tough catch, but we've seen him do it before. Then Albert Wilson gets the drop when it could have been first and goal. Like he would have scored easy because the ball hit him right in the numbers. Then Jakeem Grant just fumbles the ball away. And I think that that's when, you know, the dam just broke. Okay, but I'll ask you this. Uh, I think they scored 14 points in like two and a half minutes. It felt like it felt like it was almost yeah, immediately. By the way, by the way oh, also- but 14 points so, so early. And then from there, the defense held them to zero points until the end of the half. And we had so many opportunities offensively to score. My, my point is here, and I don't care if Jacoby Brissett is out there not being able to score. I don't care. If Tua is out there for an entire half and he can't put up seven points, ten points, uh, in giving all of those short field opportunities, especially with the X pick, then I, then I think, oh, this is a terrible loss. Look, I agree with you. Playing with your backup quarterback is not the best. Um, but I, there's also one thing that we haven't addressed in that after the loss and the debacle up front, a lot of people haven't talked about. And that's this is the second straight week where we opened the game on defense, giving up a 20-plus yards run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And did that. Uh, look, I get it. Raekwon Davis wasn't there. And, you know, he's he's an IR right now. It's concerning, right? It's it's one of those things where the team is not showing up ready to play. And this is another tweet that I, I put out there, and I was trying to basically stoke the fires. Or no, I don't know if that. I think stoke the fires makes it go higher. I was trying to put out the fires of everyone being so upset about this loss. And the idea was that Flores, in the three years he's been here, has always started out in like the first three weeks just getting destroyed, just getting destroyed, and then he figures it out. He, uh, he loses two straight, and then he figures it out. And we are one in five in the first two weeks of, this, of the first three years of Flores' tenor here, and I think he'll figure it out again. I think he's a defensive genius. I yeah, really I, do. Think, I, I, I agree. He's a defensive genius, and look, I, I was a big fan of what they did you know, with, the, with Stutzville, Katsi coming in, bringing in Charlie Fry. But once again, I question the wisdom of having so many coaches – on offense, that it's their first year in that role. And I'm talking about the, the Stutzville is his first time as a defensive coordinator. I'm talking about, uh, you know, LaPierre, the offensive line coach. He's offensive line coach assistant. Is I have a little monologue I prepared. I just need you to give me one minute, and then I want to hear your thoughts on it. It's Please something that I'm, I'm pretty impassioned about, uh, especially because – you can find every opinion under the sun on Dolphins Twitter directly after the, the, uh, the last snap ends. So here's my monologue for the week uh, is do not be a slave to the moment. And what I mean by that is I'm going to use a phrase in psychology, and you probably know what it is, Jorge. It's called recency bias. You know what yeah. that is? Yeah, I do yes. know what it is. So the, and the idea of recency bias is you have a bias to the thing that's happened the most recent in your brain, the good and the bad. So it's like when somebody asks you, what's your favorite pizza place? And you the last week you had Domino's for for uh, lunch. That's probably what you're going to answer is your favorite pizza place. And and, uh, you know, vice versa when it comes to bad things. I want everyone to stop posting about these narratives about the Dolphins based on this recency bias, it, because Think about week one. I think this is a perfect example of what recency bias can do to us. Week one, uh, the Saints versus the Packers. Okay, after that 38 to three smashing, this is what people were saying. 
Aaron Rodgers is is his head's out of it, and they are not going to make the playoffs. He's done in in Green Bay, and Jameis Winston, uh, when he threw five touchdowns, they're saying he could have an MVP season under uh, the the Saints head coach. I'm spacing it right now. Sean Payton, Sean Payton, got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, and obviously after week two, all of that was cleared up. So what I need you guys to do is these narratives on Twitter right now that Tua is super injury prone and he's done with the Dolphins. I need that to stop after week two, okay? I need Albert Wilson. Uh, his, his camp success was fake in Fugazi. I need you to shut up about that as well. He dropped two passes, okay? And he doesn't have a, you know, a history of dropping passes, so I need you to slow down on that. Waddle is a drop machine. You need to shut up about that as well. These recency bias things are going to make you so angry. And I'll tell you right now, our elite defense is going to show up against the Raiders and you're going to be like, ah, maybe we are a playoff team again, but you need to just slow your emotions on these things. That's my monologue. Here's the thing. I, right now, Carter, I'm not sure if we're a, you know, a, a playoff team because until his offensive line shows that it can perform at an NFL level, at least be a top 25 unit, then we're not an, a, a playoff team. Why? Because no matter how good your defense is, if you can't score, and we've only scored 17 points through eight quarters, if you can't score, then you're in problems in, in this league. Well, then let me ask you this as a follow-up. What is different about this offensive line that was, was usable last year for 10 wins? Well, I would tell that Ted Karras is not there. Eric Flowers is not there. And I think those were two veterans holding it together. I, I, the, the PFF ratings would say that Flowers played terrible last year. Yeah, but we never had a game last year where the offensive line was as embarrassingly bad as it was this week. Yeah, true. And, true. and, that's, and, that's, and, that's, and that's also, be honest, I mean, week one, outside of the first drive, of each half, the offense looked problematic. And this could be a, a, the final word on this and a debate, I suppose. Should the Dolphins have chosen, you know, Slater or Sewell like yes. early? Yes. Is that proven now? I think, look, I was banging the table for Rashawn Slater. You know this. I know People that. Know I know this. that. My, my timeline is full of me basically saying, I love Jalen Waddle, but we need an offensive tackle. Rashawn Slater had his own highlight tape made of him from week one. When is it, was the last time you heard an offensive tackle getting his own highlight tape yeah. from his week one performance? Haven't heard I, it. I love Waddle. I think with the amount of picks that the Dolphins had, there was a chance to get both. Maybe that's me dreaming, but <laughs> I do think that if you yeah. had Will Fuller already coming in, if you had Devante Parker, Albert Wilson coming back, you had Lynn Bowden, and then you turned around and saw your offensive tackle, especially on the right side, maybe doubling down on the offensive line would have been a great move. And, and people called me, and, and I think, you know, you, there's also a point where you have to admit your mistakes. And I, I get it. We're going to give him time to develop. He's still very young. He's still a very young lineman. Let's be honest. Austin Jackson has not played as a first-round pick at any point throughout his career. Okay, well, and then um, you could have, if that's true, and I agree with you at this point, and I have I have agreed with you since the 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 time that you would tweet like maybe every other day about uh, getting Slater on the team, I I think that you go you know you go in the first round and then second round wide receivers are actually 
if you do the research, they're gold, man. They're a gold mine. Second, second uh, round wide receivers. There's so much more Pro Bowl second round wide receivers than first round wide receivers. Yeah, and I think that's the, insane. Yeah, and also I think that based on how seven on sevens have has grown at high school and college level, um, you know, as a drill, as an off season activity, and so on. There's a lot of very good receivers coming out in the later rounds. Yeah. I mean, Elijah Moore is going to be a star. Jefferson is already a star and he was a second rounder. Rondell Moore. Moore. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. And I mean, who would have said no to, you know, Slater and Moore? I would love that right now. If I could go back in time, I would do that right now. We've kind of come to grips with some of this stuff recently. Okay. So here's. Here's what we should we should move on to. We should move past the Pats game a, a wee bit. I have a uh, game show to lighten things up a little bit because it's, it's been a very dark show today. So far, yes, and also Jorge is literally filming in a in just sheer blackness. It's sheer. I can't see a I could barely see his nose. He looks like he's also wearing a you know a Star Wars robe. If you were a villain, that's what it looks like, and he's been you know very creating that environment with his, <laughs> with his mouth as well, because 35 to zero is, is a punch in the mouth. I know. Okay. So yeah. this is the, uh, the, the overarching of this segment. It's called, we read some tweets and we say our, if they're the best tweets of all time or the worst tweets of all time. And one of them's yours, Jorge, one of okay. them's mine. And one of them is a, a random fan one. I picked out that has been liked to karma heaven so let's what do you want to start with yours mine or the random let's start let's start with mine let's start with yours okay so th- this is kind of what we've talked about a little bit uh but this is your tweet from this last week i know i'm usually mr optimism which you've been talking about in this show here but not gonna lie fixing an offensive line midseason is hard very hard only quick fix is bringing in an elite player to solidify the left tackle spot Tunzel. Uh, other option is moving Liam to left tackle, move Hunt back to right tackle, and the stuff that you talked about kind of before in the show. So you would be, I guess the idea here is, is it a valid or is it an, uh, a terrible tweet to say, you know what, this is going to be impossible. Maybe we should trade back for Tunzel, the player that we scrapped. Look, we, we didn't scrap him. It was just a great offer from Houston. And yeah, that's if true. we can get him back for a first rounder and a second rounder, I say do it. I would say it would be a little bit desperate. <laughs> it would yeah, look but a little desperate. Point, yeah, but aren't we desperate? I mean, after last week's show and giving up pressures on 56% of the dropbacks. But aren't you supposed to fake it till you make it, Jorge? Aren't you supposed to fake it till you make it? When someone takes your lunch money, you're supposed to act like it didn't even phase you. You know, that's what we need to I, do. I, I disagree. I think if someone took your, box, your, 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 your lunch money Monday, you come back with, I don't know, a crap sandwich Tuesday and throw it at them. That is sociopathic. It is not. <laughs> well, you never watched Mighty Ducks 3, which sucked, by the way. It's an awful sequel to a no, sequel. I haven't seen the crappy movie that you just recommended. But right, yeah, I, I forget the card is like 12 years old. But yeah, if you watch 12 Mighty and a half, 12 and a half. You know, Okay, if you watch Mighty Ducks 3, then yeah. you know that this is what the Mighty Ducks do when they some, some guy takes the lunch of one of them, then they basically fool it of horse crap and make the bully, you know, basically he goes and takes a sandwich again the next day and then he finds himself eating horse crap. That is awful. And I, I think we should do it live on on the podcast at some point. Yeah, we should really both eat we a poop sandwich 
And Dude, that's uh, yeah, that's not gonna happen, and this is not what I'm advocating here. But okay, hey, see the point you here, you, Carter. Is, you love the Tunzel idea. I would think it would be a little bit desperate. You'd be like, "Oh, baby, I miss you." You know what? I don't want to do that, and I don't want to overpay for him back. What I would like to do though is figure it out with the talent we have. You know what I mean? This is making me so angry. We have so much, or at least draft capital, we've spent on on the offensive line. I did an article about it on DolphinsTalk.com. And I compared uh, how much draft capital we spent on offensive line in the last three years, the entire NFL. We've spent the most and we have nothing to show for it. It sucks then, so bad. So if that's the case and you spend the most and you're not developing those resources, then who is to blame? Who is to blame? Probably. Uh, let's Tannehill. Let's do Tannehill as the person to blame. <laughs> sure. We haven't done that one in a while. We haven't, so let's go there. Okay, the other one, I would say that tweet for me is between the worst tweet of all time and valid. So it's in the middle for me. Okay. Uh, my my tweet, we'll do my tweet next. Uh, this is a big piss on my cereal moment. This is the start of my tweet. The pricks dropped us nine spots in the power rankings for losing to a Super Bowl contender without our starting quarterback. Media better keep this same energy when we in playoffs in January. So we dropped from 13 to 22. First of all, you sound like a reality show star getting upset about getting kicked out of the house. (laughs) Number two. That's fair. That's fair. It's not that we lost against them. It's the way that our offense looked completely unprofessional. Yeah. Um, and how, you know, our offensive line made a bunch of subway turnstiles look good. So, yeah, it's, I, you know, I would have dropped us further, to be honest with you. I, I, I saw your tweet and I was going to tweet back, but then I thought, no, I'm going to tell him in the show. So you think it was a big L? You, th- you thought I took an L? Yeah. No, you're, you're joking. You think we should drop nine spots because we, you we were lost shut out. our starting you quarterback? Were, yeah. But if, if you want to play with the big boys, you've got, you've got to show that you're able to play with the big boys. The Dolphins didn't do it this week. They gave up 14 points in under two minutes, basically. And then their offense allowed their quarterback to get killed in, you know, three plays. And then the backup got killed for the rest of the day. Do you think a team that is like, let's say, let's pick out a respected team in the NFL uh, when it comes to the media. Let's go. I don't know. Let's go with Patriots. Let's go with Patriots. Okay, sure, sure. The uh, no, 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 no. That one doesn't work for my. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no. I want to go with the Patriots. Hold on, exactly let me go. Why? Let me go with the Steelers first, and then we could go with the Patriots in a second. The Steelers. Let's say the Steelers lost Big Ben after the second drive, and then they lose thirty-five to zero to uh, like a really good team like the Chiefs. Thirty-five zero without Big Ben, and they were they they threw in whoever they have back there. I don't know. It could be Kellen Moore for all I know. Uh, and and thirty-five zero. To a really good team like the Chiefs, you don't th- you think they drop nine spots? So okay, I'm not sure if they're gonna drop nine spots, but I will tell you this: the Steelers lost uh, Big Ben last year, right? Right. They weren't shut out once. I uh, were they? I don't know. No, they weren't. They were never shut out. They didn't lose him last year, didn't he? Play the whole season. I'm gonna tell you when they was it 2019 uh, then? Maybe two years ago. Yeah, maybe two years ago they lost Big Ben. Yeah. I'm going to tell you then. They weren't shot at once. Uh, okay. So you're, I guess I get your point that their backup is better than our backup. Is that your point? It's not that their backup is better than our backup. Is that their offensive line and they're, get, they're playing the trenches is better than ours. 
And you can say that this is an, you know, a new game and passing yards and points and whatever. The game still won and lost in the trenches. Uh, agree, agree to disagree you, there. You yeah. think it's the worst tweet in the world. I think it's valid. Let's move on to the final tweet. I think I think it's your reality TV persona just coming to life. And, you know, when they're like, <laughs> you know, doing the preview for the next show and they just put that in to, to make people watch. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. But here we go. Worst or best tweet of the week. From a random fan, I won't tell you who it is. We're not going to add anybody, but this had like 2,000 likes. Fans can be in denial all they want to, but the Miami Dolphins have completely failed Tua thus far. And then there were tweets sub uh, below it with a ton of likes that were kind of suggesting that Tua needs a fresh start somewhere else because his time in Miami is over. Okay, that's ridiculous. Okay, Tua doesn't need a fresh start. He's had a tough start to begin with with Miami. Uh, but so far, I think the Dolphins have failed him. I think by not addressing the offensive line that we all knew was going to be an issue coming in and not getting a veteran, by allowing veterans to go elsewhere, the Dolphins did fail Tua. I don't know if they failed him. I, I think here's the thing. I think maybe they drafted poorly. That's probably possible, but they're drafting players. They're drafting players that they think are going to progress a lot faster than they are, obviously, because we have we have so many great uh you know, high picks on the offensive line. And then also we surrounded him with amazing weapons, amazing weapons. And obviously that doesn't matter if your offensive line isn't developing, right? Uh, It doesn't matter if your offensive line isn't developing. I wouldn't say they failed him necessarily. I think the players that they drafted so high are really underperforming. Yeah, I'll agree with that one. Okay, cool. Uh, Well, then we got to move on to... Uh, the, the Raiders and the Dolphins game, the Raiders are two and O and, um, the Dolphins are one and one. What do you think you let's do matchups with Jorge on this Raiders Dolphins game. All right. So first matchup, it's going to be, you know, Eric Rowe against Darren Waller. That's oh, yeah, Darren yeah, Waller yeah. completely owned, uh, Eric Rowe, right? He averaged over 20 yards per catch. I think that with the incorporation of once again, Javon Holland, I think Eric Rowe is going to get some help in that regard. Um, so I, that's going to be my first matchup, and I think it's going to decide if we're able to contain the Raiders' offense. Well, that's the one you I'm going to watch like so intently when the Raiders are on offense. I actually hate watching the Dolphins when they have to play defense. Uh, well, I mean, I used to in the past, but I guess they get a lot of turnovers now. Uh, but I love watching like X versus whoever he's lined up against, and I love to watch Eric Rowe versus any tight end. And Waller ate his lunch. Last time when it was uh, the only two tight ends, I think that ate Eric Rose lunch last year were yeah. Waller and Kelsey. Kelsey yeah. And the two best tight ends in the league, probably. And that was the two best tight ends in the league. So this is going to be a really cool matchup because Eric Rowe on a lot of those passes last year in Las Vegas were like he mossed Rowe. You know what I mean? He he mossed Eric Rowe, which was insane and shows just that he's like a top player in the NFL. But I'm definitely watching that. Yeah, I think that's going to be a great showdown. And I think Rose looking at this as a revenge game. So it's going to be interesting to see how he succeeds or fails. Yeah, I wish I knew how much Waller had last uh, last time they played. Was it like 80 yards plus? Yeah, I think he had 80 yards plus. Again, 20 yards per reception, which is huge. Oh, yeah. He had big chunk yards. That's for sure. He had chunk yeah. yards. Okay, give us a second matchup. My second matchup is going to be the Dolphins wide receivers against the Dolphins. Uh, sorry, the Raiders wide receivers against the Dolphins secondary. Especially Henry mm. Brooks and Renfro. I think they've looked very good, and they're going against probably the best cornerback tandem 
in the league. Here's my bold prediction, by the way. We're going to see Noah active this game, and he's actually going to see the field uh, quite a bit on defense. Didn't Wasn't one of the games that he played really poorly, wasn't it, versus uh, Las Vegas last year? No, I think he played average against Las Vegas. Oh, maybe he did. It wasn't his worst game. Maybe it wasn't his worst game. I think it was Byron's worst game. I definitely think it was yeah. Byron's worst game. I think uh, Byron got cooked on that Aguilar play uh, for like 95 yards or whatever it was, right? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it was a Byron's good, uh, great game, and I mean, Dolphins struggled in that game, right? We all will remember that Fitz had to come in and and basically take over. Yes, he, did. yes he did, and he won the game with the face mask. Well, okay, I will say this: that is a good matchup, of course, but I just don't respect the Raiders' wide receivers at all. I don't know if that is just me being like a like a homer of some kind, but I guess they're just like little. They're little scat backs. And if we're pressing off the line, Renfro and and uh, Ruggs versus Howard, I mean, it's just, come on, come on. It's, it's going to be an interesting showdown, right? And we also want to see the defense just bouncing back, keeping the streak alive on the turnovers and, you know, performing at the high level that we know they can. For sure, for sure. Okay, last matchup. Do you have a third one? Yeah, my last matchup is going to be, and I think you – Everyone could see this one coming. It's going to be the Raiders defensive line against the Dolphins offensive line. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. That's a big and one. And I think if Crosby, you know, Crosby and Gagway, they're a great, you know, defensive end tandem. So it's going to be interesting to see if we're able to hold them and allow our quarterback Bruce to actually breathe out back there and, um, and actually perform and execute against that defensive line. Is their defensive line any good? The Raiders. It's like, I, very I good. You know, it's very good. Max Crosby, Yannick, and Kagwe switching the edges. They're 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 very good. And Crosby's playing at an incredibly high level. Um, so I'm concerned about that matchup. He should okay. be facing a right tackle all day. So that's Jesse Davis. Okay, that's good. I, I'm glad to hear it's that. Not good. It's I'm not glad, good. It's not good. I'm glad to hear that the Raiders are good at the thing that we're bad at. That's good. Yeah. Um, well, I I will say this. I and I put I. I I, this Raiders game for me uh, is pretty interesting. It's a pretty interesting one. I want you to tell me your score prediction before I give you mine, but I've done a lot of research with my score prediction, so I want to hear yours first, though. My score prediction is going to be Dolphins 17, Raiders 3. 3? Yeah. Wow, that's great. That's great. Why is that? Uh, look, the only way Dolphins are going to win this game is the defense just completely takes over the game and dominates throughout. So... Uh, I mean, that's what the Dolphins they need right now for that defense to really carry the team. And uh, offensively, you know, just move the ball, take advantage of the takeaways, just pull into the ball, and for God's sake, don't get your quarterback killed. Right. Don't get your quarterback killed. Harder to do than it is to say. Uh, that is an interesting... I, I thought you were going to pick the Dolphins, but I did not think you were going to pick the Dolphins where they hold them to almost a stinker, almost in a goose egg. Yeah. I would... Uh, that's a that's a respectable pick. I also pick the Dolphins, but I want to tell you why. I also did okay. another tweet. I, I'm just kind of summing up my tweets in, from this last week in in this show. But uh, the line on the Dolphins game, the Dolphins versus the Raiders, did not flinch when Tua was rolled out. It is still at negative three and a half in favor of the Raiders. And I thought at first that this was because they didn't respect Tua. But then I thought, no, this is because they have Mad respect for this defense. And I and also just the, the, the negative three is what you usually get as an away team just to begin with. Sure. But if you're facing a, if you're a, a, if you're at home 
you're at home, it's negative 0.3, and then you're facing a backup. At that point, it should move yeah. lower. It yeah, I agree. Lower. I agree. It's it's good. It's a good sign for the Dolphins, and apparently, most of the money is going to to Miami. Yeah, and, and the, the, especially with the 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 line right now. If you if you're saying, yeah, I think they're gonna they're going to at least lose by three. So, but this is what I'll say: the reason I picked the Dolphins over the Raiders is because I think this defense is gonna be a whirlwind, like you just said. I think uh, that hear hear me out on this. The Dolphins didn't even need a quarterback last year in some of these games. We beat the Rams, and Tua had 93 passing yards. We beat the Chargers, and uh, and Tua had 169 passing yards. We beat the Patriots, and he had 145 passing yards. And this is because our defense is so elite, and we've seen this, but we haven't seen it this year so far. We spent huge on this defense, and it's time for them to show up. And this is my last point. Jacoby Brissett, he's 12-20. and 20 in his career and in, but during wins, and I did a lot of research on this during my class, I wasn't even listening to the professor. Okay. The yardage, the passing yards in wins 208. That's what he averages. He averages touchdowns one and a fourth. So not even one and a half. So basically one and basically zero uh, interceptions. So, so my you're point, saying he needs a strong running game. Basically. My point is, yeah, he needs a strong running game. Damn he it. needs a, he needs our, yeah, that's not something we've done great so far. And what he also needs is a defense that, you know, can give him the ball back with a short field. And so we have one of the two. Let's just make it happen. Dolphins win, uh, let's say 17 to 27. I think we score maybe a defensive touchdown. So there, that's what I got for you. Oh, Okay. Um, so we're being optimistic this week. I, I like it. I'm scared, but I like it. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's look, it's been a tough week to be a Dolphins fan. It's been a tough week for the guys in the building. And let me just end with this. Whatever we're feeling as fans, I swear to you, the players are feeling it 20 times worse, right? This is your livelihood, right? So don't be a jackass to players. I saw a bunch of messages going out to Jesse Davis going, right? We can criticize them. We can call them out for, for poor play on the show and on Twitter, obviously. But don't be a jackass and insult them and say that they don't care. They care. I swear to you, they care. They might not be performing to the level they want to be, but they care. And nice. if not, if, if they don't, if, if, they're, if it's one of those things where they're just being unprofessional, then I promise you, the coaches care and the front office cares and there will be changes. I love that point because people were coming after Jesse Davis in such a disrespectful way. Yeah, that's the thing. You can criticize their play without being an asshole. It was so mean. And that's, and I, that's my swear word, by the way. For I love people. that you used your one swear word in that fashion because it deserved it to get that punctuation on just stay away from Jesse Davis. You can talk about like, don't make it personal. Don't say you're the worst thing since sliced bread. I think people are just being so yeah, mean. And, and don't cheer when they get injured. Right. Like, that's horrible. I, I shouldn't have to say this, okay? This is their livelihood, okay? Don't make it a rim shot about a player being injured. Thank you. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think that, uh, like you said, they do care a lot because there was that one tweet where they asked X. They asked X, what was the environment like in the locker room after you guys lost 35 to zero at home? And he said, it was like a funeral. It was like a funeral in that locker room. So you know that they care. And I think that they're going to show up in a huge way 
on Sunday. That's what I got for you. Yeah, I think this is a revenge game, and I think it's it's gonna speak a lot about Flores and and his staff how they bounce back from last week, right? I mean, Rocky said it best. It's not about how hard you get you can hit; it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. It's right. time to see if this team can move forward. And uh, I think that's a that's about it on the show. That's about it on the show. This has been the two amigos. And since I haven't done my swear word yet, ass. There is my swear word on the way out. <laughs> very mature, I, uh, Carter. Very mature. I had to use it. This is the DolphinsTalk.com podcasting network. Thanks, Jorge. Thank you, Carter.